if you'll find your way to Matthew's Gospel, Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 1. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 1. So we've been kind of looking at the story of Christmas and leading up to the birth of Christ. And um, while I'm thinking about it, I'll go ahead and make a quick note next Sunday, being uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, we will have a special communion service during our 11 o'clock hour, so remember that um, next Sunday morning. Matthew chapter 1, the time has finally arrived, and kind of give you the setting of the scene, if you will. Uh, there were glad moments of Joseph's life, uh, his love for Mary, his uh, in spouse wife, as the scripture says, so they were engaged together. And we see where those dreams and those realities became almost like a uh, nightmare. His world begins to uh, tumble as Mary is found to be uh, with a child. We know that the angels came to uh, Joseph and had said um, to fear not. Don't be afraid of this that is happening and, and even tells them what they should call uh, this baby, this child. And that's what we're going to look at this morning, the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, we'll begin reading in verse number 21. Matter of fact, let's back up to verse 20. It says, By what he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto them in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all of this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted God with us. Let's pray. Lord, how thankful we are for the blessed Redeemer. Lord, this Jesus that was born for the sins of mankind to be the remedy, to be the sacrifice. And Lord, we're so thankful uh, for that forgiveness of sin that you provide. Lord, as we look at your word this morning, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, that these dear folk not see me, but that they would see you. Speak to our hearts uh, this morning, and perhaps there's one here who is lost, those that may be listening. God, we pray that you would convict their heart that they'd be saved before it's eternally too late. Lord, for all that you do, we'll be careful to give you the praise and the honor and the glory, for it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Oftentimes in the New Testament, one must go back into the Old Testament to get the full encompassing picture of, of what is happening, especially here in the Gospels, um, because they are the beginning of 
of the New Testament. This is when God had broke that 400 years of intertestamental period silence there. And, and so it's good to go back and see what it is that Matthew, Mark, and Luke in particular are talking about when it comes to this child, this baby that is to be born um, and called his name Jesus. And so uh, it's interesting that Matthew brings this out here in verse 21, that you shall bring forth the son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So first of all, this morning, I want us to think about the origin of that name. Where does this name come from? Well, it would almost seem that perhaps Moses um, has originated this name. And you can go back to Numbers chapter 13 and, and find this whole genealogy that is mentioned in verses 8 through 16. And there is one in there that is mentioned, Ashua, which means salvation. So Jehovah and Ashua is God's salvation there in verse 16. So Joshua in the Old Testament is the same as Jesus in the New Testament. And again, you can find this back in the book of Numbers, how that Joshua was a um, one who followed after Moses. He kind of took the ranks, if you will, and started leading uh, the children of Israel upon the death of Moses. And he was a great, valiant warrior and, and uh, certainly uh, had many victories under his belt. But Joshua is a type or a picture of Jesus himself. He was born into uh, slavery. Uh, he was exalted to be the ruler of his people. In uh, John uh, chapter 1, we read where uh, he followed the rule of Moses, the law of, of Moses. And of course, we know that we went from law to grace under uh, Jesus. And so he led the wandering people uh, from the wilderness to the land of Canaan. He led successfully over Jordan and, and the walls fell down before him. And Paul even mentions this and says, he writes to the uh, church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 2, how these walls came tumbling down. He led his people uh, to this great victory. And there's a good message in all of that for us this morning that we could spend some time on. Um, and we could spiritualize a lot of that, meaning uh, no matter the difficulties that we face, the battles that we face in life, that Jesus is our uh, foregoer. He is the one that conquers our battles, the walls that we come up against, the barriers, the barricades in life, how that they will fall how we are led to victory, like the old song says, victory in Jesus, the origin of the name. But also I want to think about the impact of the name, this name Jesus, because it was given to Christ. As a matter of fact, this name was quite common uh, in that day and time. Uh, many had copied the name of the great leader of Israel, Joshua, uh, Christ uh, came and made the common uncommon. Uh, from that time that he was a babe, he was called uh, Jesus. That part was not so common. So what does this name mean? Well, I imagine if we were to go around 
uh, this sanctuary this morning and, and ask each individual person, what does the name of Jesus mean uh, to you? Everybody here would have probably some of the same answers, but we would all have our uh, ideas as to what that name means to us personally. And I thought about a few things as we look at the Christmas story in particular. What does this name mean? This name Jesus, it meant salvation to the shepherds. Uh, Shepherds were uh, individuals who were known to, in this day and time, to kind of uh, fall into the occultic practices of their day. Uh, They would seek out uh, magicians to, to see their future, that kind of thing. So this meant salvation to them, to pull them away from those ideologies of life. That name meant healing to the helpless. That name meant destruction to the demons. Uh, this week I, I watched, usually I watch it around uh, Easter time, uh, and I'm sure that everyone here has seen the movie The Passion of the Christ. And, and I was flipping through the channels uh, this week, and, and it was on, and I started watching it, and it just brought back uh, you know, so much of the scripture as to what our Lord endured uh, on the cross of Calvary. And, and there was a scene in there, if you'll remember, where he was uh, praying out into the garden uh, just before he was taken uh, into custody. And, and as he, was, he got up from praying, how he smashed the head of the serpent in the ground. And I thought, you know... If I wasn't Baptist, that probably would have been a shouting moment, right? Because uh, that's what's going to happen one of these days when Jesus uh, takes on Satan. He will smash him. He will do away with him uh, forever. And so uh, this name means destruction to the demons. And the thing is that all the demons in hell, Satan himself, fear and tremble at this name. This name meant destruction, but it also meant life. To the lepers. You think about throughout the gospel how many times Christ made the lame to walk again, how he made the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, the dead to raise to life. This meant life to the lepers. It meant resurrection to the dead. And I know that one of these days, as as uh, I've worked in funeral service most of my all my life outside of the church life, and and uh, I've said oftentimes, I really hope not that I doubt it because I don't doubt it, but I really hope that I am standing in the middle of the cemetery when the Lord comes back, because I want to see the dead in Christ raise from the dead to join Him, because I know I'm next, right? Uh, because those that remain will be called up together with them in the clouds, and there we shall be with the Lord forever. Mid resurrection to the dead. That name, Jesus, brings salvation today. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says that there is uh, no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. So many dangers around Christmas time is that we are settling for traditions and we settle for things that maybe are not exactly scriptural. And that's dangerous. 
We need to get to the heart of the tinsel of the truth, if you will, and, and to know that this season, while it's not the exact date, obviously, of Christ's birth, but the whole reason for this time is because of Christ. I remember uh, going through, um, for those that go to Mississippi, there's a few uh, that had, I'm from Oxford originally, and, and uh, Pontotoc County is the neighboring county, um, and uh, there was, uh, he was on a school bus traveling through a little town of Ekru, uh, Mississippi, which is um, a little spot in the road, all right, but there is this house there, every year they have this massive sign uh, in there, and it literally takes up the entire front yard of their home. It's gigantic letters um, that says Jesus is the reason for the season. I mean, it's huge. I don't know that you could even, and I'm not exaggerating, I don't think it would even fit in this church. It is that massive. And I thought, what a testimony. You know, we can have all the gifts and all the presents and all the, the, the food and the gatherings that we want and, and traveling to see family maybe that we haven't seen in quite a while. But the heart of the matter is not about all of that. But it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus because it is through this that led to Calvary. And because of Calvary, you and I have that forgiveness of sin. I heard a preacher, and I've shared this with you before. Um, several years ago, I was actually filling um, the pulpit in a Methodist church, and and um, uh, that that turned into a five and a half year long uh, tenure. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I was just filling. Right? Uh, they held on to me, but. Uh, they had a pastor at one time that had mentioned, and I do mention one time because they let him go after he made the statement, um, that Jesus was born of a virgin, if you can believe that. Now, that's dangerous territory uh, to walk on. I heard just this week another preacher mention that Jesus, without a doubt, was not born of a, and he gave this whole discourse of of how it was impossible for this Christ a preacher nonetheless was born of a virgin now i will say that he was wrong in all of his discourse that it was literally 45 minutes of wasted breath and wasted time because here's the thing, if you cannot believe in the virgin birth, my friend, then you cannot believe in Calvary. And if you can't believe in Calvary, then you can't believe that this man was born and fulfilled prophecy just as he had said he would be. So there's no forgiveness of sin. And if there is no forgiveness of sin, then you and I are wasting our time this morning. And we just well as padlock these doors and go home because there's no hope for us at all anyway right but i'm thankful that christ was born of a virgin and i'm thankful that he lived a sinless life and that he did all these things that was prophesied that he would do and that ultimately he did die on a cross of calvary endured excruciating beatings beat beyond recognition any normal human being would not be able to survive was dead and raised again.
And that gives us the hope that we have this morning. What does the name of Jesus mean to you today? Thirdly and finally, the importance of the name of Jesus in the future. How important is this? First Thessalonians chapter 4, we already touched on this just a moment, that Jesus, the name of Jesus is associated with the second coming and that coming resurrection. Because we know that we'll be called up together with them in the clouds and there we will ever be with the Lord. That's First Thessalonians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 2 says that the name of Jesus is associated with the judgment. That's something that we'll have to face one of these days. The name of Jesus and its association uh, with future events. Revelation chapter 1 and Revelation chapter 22. And may I mention, we touched on this just a moment uh, before service this morning. Isn't it interesting how times are currently? Now, I'm not, I'm not uh, a doomsday uh, preacher. I'm not one that's going to stand up here and, and uh, be like we have talked about in times past, a date setter and saying that this is when the Lord's coming back. But I will say things are lining up. And I will say, just as the old preacher had said one time before, that we are one day closer today than we was yesterday. And if it was soon and very soon, as the Bible says, in the days of the apostles, how much sooner is it today? Future events. The importance of that name that will help you today. No matter what you may be facing, the circumstances of life, oh, life is hard. Seems like every time you take a step forward, you get knocked back three. I just, this week, I was telling um, out in the parking lot this morning that I got rear-ended um, this week in Jacksonville. And I knew it was coming. I saw it. I saw it happening, you know, right before my eyes. Uh, it wasn't too long ago. I just got a vehicle out of the shop from a deer that um, wanted to end its life as well and jumped out in front of us. You know, all these things happen. Um, so many things just bombard us, especially in this time of year. You know, we see people that deal with um, depression and various other things this time of year. You got sickness that goes on. You have all these other things. But what about the name of Christ? Would we allow Him to help us during these times? That baby was called Jesus because He would be the one that saved His people from their sins. Can you imagine Joseph for just a moment? How overwhelmed. He must have been knowing that his soon-to-be wife was the very mother of the Son of God. How overwhelming it must have been for him to live life knowing that the very Son of God was in their presence every day. 
And how cleansing this was for Joseph, but also for you and I this morning. How that he will save us from our sins. And I'm thankful that when he saves us, he doesn't forget us, that he holds on to us and he keeps us. Because my God is able. Amen. He is able. And he's able to keep that which has been committed to him. So this morning I pose that question to you. Do you know he's no longer the baby in the manger? He's no longer uh, the one dying on the cross of Calvary. But he is the victorious king of kings and lord of lords this morning. And he is able to save you. He's able to deliver you. He's able to heal you. He's able to, to do whatever needs to be done in your life this morning. Would you trust him? We're going to extend a hymn of invitation. This is your opportunity to do business with God. Perhaps it is salvation, maybe rededication, uniting with this church. Maybe you just simply need to pray for a loved one, family member, whatever the case may be. This is your time. Do what you need to do with the Lord.